So today's message is entitled, The Body of Christ. And our passage came from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 27. And today uh, we'll be kind of talking about the church. Uh, not kind of, but we will be talking about the church. And in our intro, I wanted to start off with this picture of a computer. But when we look at computers, it seems very complicated. But if you really look into it, it's many simple tasks, simple prompts, all kind of systemized together to accomplish a task. So this green little thing is actually ones and zeros. For those who are in programming, you guys know, and those who aren't, you might still know. <laughs> but it's through these ones and zeros uh, placed in very specific places and patterns that we send information, that you're able to watch your YouTube videos, that you're able to uh, you know, read the news or chat, right? Message each other, whatever it is, right? Um, do Discord. <laughs> it's all ones and zeros. Very simple stuff, right? And it's moving from the simple ones and zeros, making something very complex, and then regurgitating it into something simple that people can interface with, right? Uh, for those who are in the industry, UI, right? And great UI. Uh, machine <laughs> is our smartphones, whether it is Apple or Android. We're, we have access to all this information. It's very complex, but it's simplified so that we're able to utilize something so complex in a very simple manner, right? So how are we able to do something like this that is so complex but made very simple? Well, you have to understand that there is an intention, right? There is a designer <laughs> behind these systems. There is a specific goal, right, that make these ones and zeros work on behalf of people, right, that work to do what you want it to do. And that's what makes it work. There is intention. There is something happening that a, a certain goal that is being pursued after to make this work. And when it comes to the church, it is very similar, right? We have to look at what is our pursuit? What is our target? What, is, what are we pursuing after? We are a bunch of regular people coming together. But coming together does not mean that it's always peaceful. Actually, a lot of times it's very complex, right? Very, uh, you know, disorienting at times, depending on, you know, what, what community you happen to walk into. Um, but we have to understand that there is a designer. In today's scripture, we see, uh, we see kind of the explanation that we're to be one in spirit. And it's when we come to understand who the designer or who is the one, you know, putting all things together, it changes what is complex and pieces it together, together to something that is usable, something that is impactful. So yeah, we're moving from confusion to finding a very common goal, even though our backgrounds are different, even though, you know, our families are different, cultures can be different, whatever the case is. 
in Christ, when our mindset is for the same goal, those differences become very small because what we're pursuing is greater. And there you go. Our differences, as we pursue God, all these things become vital pieces to build the church. Doesn't matter how gifted or not gifted you are, or you're not as gifted as this person versus that person, that does not matter. When our pursuit is the same, you're vital to the church. When your pursuit is the same, without you, the church does not exist the same way. And this is where a lot of people get confused at what the church is supposed to be. Some people see it as a corporation. Some people just see it as a community center. But it's so much more than that. It's supposed to be a force for change. And for us, it really starts from the simple things, with the people that we know, with the people that is already in your reach. That's what matters. We can do huge you know, events or huge this and that, but they're all, usually they're all momentary, if you think about it really hard. They're all momentary. Not really life-changing per se, but it is good <laughs> to experience. But what can change us fundamentally is what we can enjoy daily, right? And our pursuit needs to be God. And as we, as we make our priority God, our pursuit God, then we're able to embrace the differences. If our pursuit is God, then our different giftings are for the edification of the church. It doesn't matter what your gifting is. So this letter was written to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church, there were people with all these spiritual gifts, but they were fighting because they saw, hey, I have a gift and you don't, so I'm better than him or I'm better than her. So, you know, you suck. I'm not. <laughs> you know, it's, it was very petty because these things are very visible and some people have it and some people don't. So then people started to envy or covet and say, I don't have that, so I guess I'm not chosen or maybe I don't belong to the church. That's foolish, right? And that's not what God is trying to show us through the gifts. Everyone is gifted differently. So we don't have to envy or covet because you have something that no one else has. Yes, you might have very similar you know, education, similar this or similar talents, but coming through you is completely different. It is uniquely you. Everyone is gifted differently. So we don't have to envy or covet. We don't have to be jealous. It also talks about, hey, if... Everybody was an eye. You know, I was going to put a, this weird picture of somebody putting googly eyes all over their face, but I relented. <laughs> um, it was a stuff of nightmares. But if anyone was, if everyone was the same, we end up becoming, becoming a very narrow-minded, close community. We become stuck in our own bubble. Have you thought about that? If everyone was like Pastor Dan, <laughs> it won't be 
you know, paradise. It won't be. <laughs> it will be very narrow-minded, very much my own thing. And no one else can really come into it, you know? It's, I'm, I'm so blessed to have the community that we do have. I know sometimes it doesn't look very big, but that's not what matters. I'm so glad that you're different from me. I'm so glad that your background is different from me. I'm so glad that you're not me, <laughs> because if it was all me, we'll be in deep trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so don't let pride get in the way. Don't say, I don't need you, right? Or you're, you're kind of useless. That's not, that's far from what the Bible shows us. It's not about how much you can do or how much you have given. Is your pursuit God? That's first then God will use you as part of the church because he knows where to place you. People might not, and a lot of times they don't, but God knows where you need to be in the church. So don't let pride get in the way, and don't let you know, self-doubt get in the way either. Oh, I can't. I'm too you know, small, too young, too this or too that, or I'm not as knowledgeable about, you know, Korean culture or not Korean culture. I can't speak for our Korean congregation. They can't speak English that well. So all these things become obstacles that prevent us from trying, right? Where we don't try at all. Or we just wait for someone to do something first. And that's also not so great, right? And these are things that we can begin to pray about. It's not something that I can be like, you do this, you do that, and you know, we'll go from there. There are some things, yes, we can collaborate and do, yeah. And there are some things that, yeah, everyone here in our church can take you know, that initiative too. Like you have that kind of power and voice. And that's something that we really do need to utilize and we need so that our church can grow as a community that God desires. And all this is part of the sovereignty of God. Like God, he planned for you to be here, even though I had no idea, right? Wherever in the line of time, <laughs> the time schedule when you came to our church, like I had no idea. That's not my plan, and I'm glad that it wasn't. And here in scripture, it talks about these hidden parts, and when, when I'm reading this the first time as a young child, I was like, I guess those are the parts where, you know, <laughs> that covers, that, that's, that gets covered by our clothes. No, this is actually a little bit deeper than that. It's talking about, like, your intestines, your heart, your lungs. Like, <laughs> literally, these are the hidden parts of the church that are so vital but unseen, right? And these are the same type of people that we see in our church, they're unseen, but they're so vital. If they are not here, the church will not exist. If they're not here, the community, the church, what can be done? You know? These hidden parts are very important. And then there's the seen parts. I guess I'm part of that seen part, right? Or whatever, whoever the praise leader may be, or, 
you know, people that are able to stand in front. Like, these are very seen aspects, right? And a lot of times, yeah, it's easy to celebrate these seen parts. But we need both, these hidden parts and these seen parts of the church. Because all this works as a system, just like our body. You know, your, your like, circulatory system can't be like, I want to take a break. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you die. <laughs> right? Or your respiratory system will be like, you know what? I'm tired of breathing. <laughs> I'm going to just stop for a moment. No, <laughs> that's going to cause a lot of problems, you know, especially for the scene parts, right? <laughs> it's not going to be good. All of these things work together in tandem. And we are a system to carry life movement, to, to share good news to the people. It's not regurgitating the Bible stories or regurgitating the gospel, but it's personalizing the gospel and seeing God answer your life. Part of why we're doing the whole like journaling type of thing, as simple or as complicated as you want it to make, is for that. So you can see how God is speaking to you as you hold on to the word. This is the most tangible way to interact with God. Hear the message, jot down something, and throughout the week, pray on it. If you receive one answer per week, that's way more than the answers that you received last year, <laughs> you know? If you receive one answer every week, then how many answers, right? 52? And that's, that's a lot if you think about it because before I would receive an answer every blue moon, you know, every once in a while, maybe once every five years. What happens if you're able to communicate with God on a weekly basis? Not just in a moment at church, but like in your life, in the day-to-day -day stuff. God wants to speak to you. And he wants you to be able to see his power work through you. He wants you to see his sovereignty. That he is in control. Even though the world looks like it's falling apart, he knows what he's doing. So we are very much interconnected, right? Where you hurt, I hurt, right? We all hurt. Where we're honored, we share it in that honor. And this is what a community in Christ is supposed to look like. And this is all according to God's sovereignty. So our conclusion here today is this. What matters is the one who controls the body. Dun, dun, dun. So who is the head of our church, right? Who is the head of our family? Who is the head of your life, right? And this is very important because if the head of these things, these very important things, is just a person, right? Some people can say, oh, it's the pastor. He's the head of the church or dad, <laughs> right? The head of the family or I'm the head of my life, you know? There can be, uh, there will be a problem. Why? Because we're human. We're not unlimited. We're not unlimited, powerful beings that control everything, that can predict everything, that knows the future. 
we're very, very fragile people. We're very limited people. Like when I get stressed enough, I will be mad, right? If I'm stressed enough, I will yell. When I'm stressed enough, I will break down, you know? If something sad happens, I will cry. Like, there's a limit to how much patience we have. There's a limit to how much we can pour out to people. There's a limit to how much we can love. We're so limited. But the world keeps giving this message, you are God. You can be like God. You are, the, you are in control of your destiny. It sounds great. But in practice, it's so dangerous. Because I'm not in control. I try, I do my best to be in control, but I always seem to run out at the wrong time, <laughs> you know? Who's the head of your life? Who's the head of your family? Who's the head of your church, our church? If it's not Christ, then who, who is it? And if it's a person, yeah, you'll be limited by that person whether it be yourself, whether it be somebody. And that's not to, you know, put down people, but it's to really see it as our reality. And this is why Christ had to come, because we are limited. And so let us hold to his words and see his commands program our complexity, right, as a community, into something that's a masterpiece, right? to continue this work of life through the people that are connected to you, right? The friends that are connected to us, to, um, you know, our community here gathered. This is so important and vital to actually making our church actually a church. Um, and we're doing, you know, what we can do and we're growing. Uh, we've been doing construction downstairs and it's coming to a close and it's, uh, I, I liked what um, Sam Lee said. Uh, he was like, kind of reminds me of like where our church is. It's like we're kind of rebuilding, you know, or we're, we're, we're building into something that uh, can, can stand. And it's just really cool to see God kind of show spiritual truths in a very physical kind of happening right now in our church. And uh, it's really cool to see, um, and I'm very thankful to see how God has pieced our lives together for that very purpose. So 2024, that's what we're in pursuit of, um, to see what God has in store for us, to be able to carry the word from pulpit to life. Like, if it's not connecting to our lives, then what are we doing? <laughs> What's the point? Um, you know, if it's not making sense in our day-to-day, -day, then there's no power, right? So as we hold on to today's message, uh, let's take a moment to pray uh, so that we can make that connection to what God is planning for us to do.